Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. And you know, I looked up that word resurrection, and in the Greek, this is my, this is the part where I, I'm going to, a little bit of theology for you, you can write it down, okay? In the Greek, resurrection means, is the word anastasis. Nice, hey? And anastasis means to stand up and rise up, like that. And then the resurrection power, which Jesus says he is, means power is dunamis in the Greek. And dunamis, okay, dunamis is the power to work miracles. Our word dynamite comes from that power. It's explosive power. This is what Jesus carries, explosive power. And John eleven twenty five says, this is what Jesus says, I am. I am the resurrection. I am life eternal. Anyone who clings, now clings means puts their full confidence in me, in faith, even though he dies, will live. And the one that lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this this morning, church? He is the resurrection of life. Satan thought he put Jesus in the tomb, but it was a trap. Best chess move ever. (laughs) He forgot an important factor. Jesus was the resurrection and power. He forgot that he carried life. Death could not hold him down. John 10, 10 tells us, what does it tell us? He came to bring life and life more abundant. He went in so he could bring the captives out. You and me. Treasure. Wow. True, true tomb raider. You see, I love this. In that movie, the mortals go into the tomb to take up the loot of the deceased. <laughs> but our tomb raider Jesus had power to take up the life of the deceased. Whole different story. He looted the living souls. In the now scarred hands of the Tomb Raider, death lost its grip. And one of my favorite, favorite scriptures is Colossians 2.12. It tells us God's resurrection power resurrected us from the realm of death, for we are forever alive and forgiven of our sins. He canceled out. Did you hear that? If you are feeling condemnation this morning, he canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. And the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he erased it all, our sins, our stained soul. He deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed there permanently as a public display of cancellation. I don't know about you, but if you've got a past... Okay, if you've got a pass, this tells me right here, that has been wiped clean. Imagine a prisoner being told that today. Oh, guys, you are super quiet. Imagine a prisoner being told today, your arrest warrant has been wiped clean. Ah, come on, come on. You need to get excited about that, okay? Then, okay, didn't stop then. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. Checkmate. Checkmate, early Sunday morning, the third day, the tomb raider rose proclaiming. Can you imagine him saying, fist pump, chest mate, checkmate. (laughs) The work was finished. (laughs) Yeah, you know. (laughs) I get excited, okay, about that. I get excited about that. We're all going to have a moment where you're not going to feel worthy. You're going to feel a failure. 
and you've got to remember this day. You've got to go back to the third day and you've got to remember everything was now to that cross. Everything. Okay, he gave his life for us that we may share in the resurrection life in union with him. We become the righteousness of Christ. It's you and me. It's pretty good. We can have shoulders back. This is good. So I ask myself three questions today. I believe God wants to make today personal for you. Who is Jesus? What did he come to do? And who is Jesus to you? So I just started to jot down a couple of things that Jesus was. He was born of a virgin. He was born in a manger, lived as a carpenter. He's our tomb raider. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is life and life abundant. Every funeral he went to, he wrecked raising dead people back to life. He was known for healing the sick. He is a deliverer and freedom giver, bringing peace to those in torment, giving sight to the blind and hearing to deaf ears. He healed the lame, the leper and the brokenhearted. He gave beauty for ashes and lifted the heavy burdens of the oppressed. He set the demonized free. He spoke life over dead circumstances. His words were so powerful, they released healing from afar. He calmed the stormy seas. The wind and waves know his name. He loved the unlovely and saw the lonely. He reached into the prisons and set the prisoner free. He called the unqualified and qualified the call. He forgave the sinner and the and the the thief and the sinner. He blessed the little children. He cared for the orphan and the widow. He fed 5,000, walked on water and through walls. He loved the unlovely. That's me. That's me. He broke chains of shame and guilt over those laid low. He was known to eat with sinners. None of us are unqualified to sit with Jesus. He releases forgiveness for our sins. He was a lawbreaker and a mercy giver, and he brings hope to the hopeless. He brings strength to the weak and light to a dark world. He is our shepherd and our Lord. He was a spotless lamb, lamb known as the lamb and the lion. He is the son of God. He paid the price of death on a cross for your sins and mine. He is selfless and he is holy. He was beaten, battered, bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes we are healed. On the third day he rose victoriously. He fulfilled every requirement of the law. He is no longer just a sacrificial lamb. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the rock of all ages, the anointed one of the Savior of the world. He is everything you will ever need. And he is the lover of our souls, the triumphant one, the worthy of all our praise. At his name, every knee shall bow. He sits in the highest place with all authority and power. There is no power, no kingdom greater than his. Nothing can stand against him. He is the triumphant king, the author and perfecter of our faith. He reigns in power. He is the resurrection and life eternal, the almighty one. He rules in love. He reigns in peace. He is kind. He is faithful. And he is good. And he is the very breath that I breathe. He is my everything. He's indescribably great. He's magnificent and mighty. He is my king. And there is no one, no one like Jesus. No one like Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus today, you need to come to know him because there's no one who can love you like he can. There's no one that can reach into your darkness like he can. There's no one that can break your bondages, your shame, your past and cleanse it like he can. And I can't tell you today, church, but that second question is, what did he come to do? He came to reconcile you back to the Father. He came to be the bridge so that you could find your way home, that no obstacle would stop you finding your way into his presence. He came. 
He came to pay the wages of sin, which was death. That's what he came for. He came to give you eternal life. And it says that by believing in Jesus, okay, if anyone asks the Lord for help, that's anybody, that's not if you're good, if you're bad, if you're, you're white, if you're black, or whatever, he is anyone. Anyone who asks the Lord for help will be saved. Romans 10, 9 to 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Do you know how much he loves you? This Easter is the greatest love story that was ever, ever told. There's no romance, there's no novel that you can read that will tell a greater love story than the Easter story. And today we are in a room where we're declaring His goodness, His grace, His mercy. We are declaring that we are His and we accept the free gift because it just is a free gift. You do not have to wait or work for it. He says here, I call you, I call you, would you take the gift? And so I ask you the question, who is Jesus to you? There will come a time in each of our lives where God will ask us, do you know who I am and do you believe? And I asked that question this morning, do you know who I am? Because do you know who he is and do you believe? We cannot run on someone else's belief system. David will not get me into heaven. I need a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he says, when I say yes to him, he writes my name in the book of life. And it, that, that cannot be snatched out, church. Okay, we sometimes don't do the journey well, but he said, you are mine. And because you are mine, I will fight for you. And I will remove every obstacle that stops you coming into my presence. And so for me, he's forever faithful. Jesus has been so kind to me. The older I get, the more convinced I am of his faithfulness and his goodness. I've been through some good times. I've been so blessed. And I've been through some really, really tough times. But every tough situation I've been through is an opportunity for me to know Him more. It's an opportunity for my faith to grow, to, for me to find a personal facet of who is Jesus to me. And you see, He's faithful to me because I had a very, very, very long season of waiting for my promise to be fulfilled. And in that time, the first thing that came out of my mouth when I was let out of that season, when God said, it's time to move forward, the first thing I said out of my mouth was, He is faithful. And my God is faithful. If you are questioning that this morning, I can tell you my life is a tribute to His faithfulness. He is so kind. He is so beautiful. He is so lovely. And when I read that story, you know, it reminded me that Mary was the one who'd always sat at the feet of Jesus like a student and a disciple. And I always thought I want to be like Mary. But I wondered if Mary had actually had a relationship with Jesus. Because when the pressure came, where did Mary find herself? Not running, because you see, we always kind of laugh at Martha because she was always busy. But when Jesus came in this pressure time when all hope had gone, it was Martha that ran to Jesus. Mary was at home. Mary knew what it was to lose her faith a little bit and get discouraged. And Jesus calls her. He's so kind to us. You see, I imagine she would have seen all the miracles Jesus did. I imagine she would have seen him wreck funerals. I imagine she would have heard the amazing things that happened. But all of a sudden, it's 
her brother that needs raising to life. See, now it's really super personal for Mary. Now this faith looks different. It's got to look different. And firsthand, Mary gets to experience the resurrection power of God in her family. And it becomes a reality. And I love that because in the very next chapter, it says Mary is so in love with Jesus, so grateful for all that He's done. She takes an expensive alabaster jar filled with costly perfume. Think about that word, church, costly perfume. And with her tears, she pours out the perfume over Jesus and over His feet and she wipes His feet with her tears because now her relationship with Jesus is not just sitting as a student. Her relationship with Jesus now is super personal because she's seen the resurrection power of Jesus. She knows that she has, He has changed her life. You see, if you look back, they actually say that Mary was, was demonized and she'd been set free and you'd think that would have been enough to get her faith up. But no, she needed to have a personal experience at the tomb where something had died so something could be resurrected. (laughs) Beautiful Mary, she pours out this perfume and anoints Jesus. It's her love for her Saviour. She has this moment of extravagant, extravagant, costly worship. And you know what she does? In that moment, she steps into her destiny. She anoints Jesus for His burial. Now, could she have done that if she didn't know? power of His resurrection. And she anoints His feet. She anoints Him for burial. And she steps into that place of saying, Jesus, here I am. I just love You. She knew Him intimately. And you see, everything about Easter and Resurrection Sunday and everything we celebrate was always so that we could come closer to Jesus. Everything was that we would not be stuck, distant, but that we could find a personal Saviour. He'd be so close to us. You see, John 11 actually starts with a prayer. And the prayer is Mary and Martha asking for help. So often we come to Jesus because we need something. But this story finishes with a prayer. Jesus actually prays the last prayer in this story. And just before He prays, He says this to Martha, If you will believe in Me, you will see God unveil His power. And then he prays, he says, Father, thank you that you have heard my prayer, for you listen to every word I speak. Now so that these who stand here with me will believe that you have sent me to the earth as your messenger. I will use the power you have given me. And then with a loud voice, he shouted with authority, Lazarus, come out of the tomb. And I believe, church, that prayer is the prayer that Jesus invites you and I to speak over our dead places in our lives, that we would start to declare, Lazarus, come out of the tomb. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and it lives in me. We get to be tomb raiders. Do you want to be a tomb raider? I wanted to be Lara Croft, but I want to be a tomb raider. I want to breathe life over dead places in my family and over my children and over those in my world. And he says, would you, would you release that power that he has given us? Matthew 28 is a great commission. It still stands, church. It still stands. And Jesus says to His disciples in Matthew 10, 6-8, As you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible, close enough to touch you. Touch. You must continually, church, listen. You must continually bring healing to lepers, 
to those who are sick. Make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you've been given, freely you've received. So freely release it to others. This is our mandate. And so today, church, we've celebrated Jesus. We're going to continue as the day goes on. I don't know, you might have had chocolate for breakfast. For once, I didn't. (laughs) That's a good thing. But today I want to ask you that question. Who is Jesus to you? And if you have never, ever given your life to Jesus, I was nine years old when I was in South Africa and my father and mum, I didn't come from a Christian home. My mum and dad um, were at a crisis in in their marriage and my mum was leaving, she had bags packed. And she said, that's it, I'm going. My dad had had multiple affairs. He'd not been honest with her and transparent and she'd had enough. And my dad, who came from Seychelles Islands, he's French, he went to a Catholic school and he remembered the Catholic nuns telling him to keep Jesus central in his life and he didn't. And his life became a mess. And in that moment, when my mum was about to move to leave, he turned to her and he said, you know what we've done wrong? We've left Jesus out of our marriage. And I don't know what's going on in your life. And if you have got stuff happening, I mean, stuff happens to all of us. But if you haven't got Jesus central today, I would like nothing more on Easter Sunday than to invite you to know Him. Come know my Saviour. See, at nine years of age, I saw my dad completely change. From a man who was a party goer, he was a banker in South Africa. And he went from party to party and he lived the wild life. And I saw my dad change. No one told him. He went home and he burnt all his records. He poured out every drop of alcohol in this house. We as kids all looked at him and said, what has happened? (laughs) And I watched my dad. My dad went to church every Sunday from that moment onwards. Within a year, my dad started a church. He didn't know anything. All he knew was this God was personal. This God loved him, and this God wanted to meet with him, and this God wanted to use his life, and he had something to share. He had good news because guess what? My mum and dad actually celebrated over 40 years of marriage in the end because Jesus became central. And then I saw my mum give her life to Jesus, and it wasn't long before I remember watching them. And we talked about Jesus coming back one day for his bride, and I remember thinking, I'm not part of that crew. I was only nine years old. And I turned to my mum and I said, he's not going to take me because I'm not ready. And she said, well, you can be. And it's that simple. You can be. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for you and for me. But if you don't know Jesus and your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's serious. But the moment I did... And I don't know whether I was just a deep nine-year-old, but I just remember, I can still see that moment, how sweet that moment was. And I knew I knew that I was saved. I knew that I had been seen and I was loved and I was forgiven. Because at nine, you think, what sins do you have to be forgiven of? Plenty, plenty. And Jesus took my hand. And there's been times where I've actually let go never let go, ever. And He is that sweet and that kind that if you're in this room today and you're like, I haven't walked there, I want to give you an opportunity this morning because I would love nothing more than to introduce you to my friend 
He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and there is no kingdom like His. And see, when you give your life to Him, now you become His. And no matter what happens in this world, no matter what the circumstances meet out to you, no matter what tomorrow looks like or brings, you have a friend in Jesus who's got it covered. He's got it covered. And your hope will be found in Him. And you will be strong. And you will be able. And you will look back as I do now and you see the beautiful, beautiful resurrection power of Jesus. He resurrected my Father out of the grave of sin. And my father died after he started three churches. In the end, he was a pastor when he died. And even then, when he died, I didn't understand why he died, because we had prayed. But you see, I see now. There's a scripture that says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it bears no fruit. Sometimes something has to die for resurrection power to be released. And I look back now and I look at the fruit of his life and what we walk in now. And I know even in this house today, there's fruit from that moment. The seed died, but there is multitudes of, of fruit from that moment. And I can still say, my God is faithful. So if that's you today, would you bow your heads? If you're here today and you have never given your life to Jesus, this is your moment. This is your moment greatest moment you could ever have or even if you're here today and you think it's been a long time since I've even talked to Jesus I used to walk closely and today I don't he's calling you back he's asking for you he's calling you today and if that's you would you like to raise your hand because I want to pray for you if there's anyone in this room that would like to give their life to Jesus or recommit their life this is your time you know that Jesus is calling you because your heart starts to beat really fast <laughs> and you feel I'm calling you that's him he's saying I'm calling you and if that's you today I want to pray anyone here today if not I'm going to move on okay so today there's one more thing two more things I'd like to do I want to open the altar for prayer I want to pray over you the John 11 prayer. And if you've got a Lazarus sitting in a tomb, I believe there's faith in this room to see him come out. And if that's you today, I want you to come. Don't wait, just come. Okay, come and we're going to pray. We're going to believe. Our authority that we have in the name of Jesus is going to call the Lazarus, the promises, the dreams, the situations that have seemed hopeless are going to come back to life. Faith is going to rise in this room. So if that is you, I'd like you to come to the altar. And the third one, I felt God say to me, you know, we've just come out of a week of a little bit of isolation and quarantine. This world is full of fear. He needs you and I. If we've got a faith in God, He needs your faith to go to another level. Okay, He doesn't want it just to be words in a book that you read here and there. He said, I want you to live. I want your life to be the message. And he said, I want you to carry my resurrection power to this world. And I felt God say, I said, God, what do we do with that? And he said, Claire, you do what I ask you every day. And he asked me again this morning and I said, yes. He said, would you give me a fresh yes? Would you go about your father's business and unveil his power over this world? Would you bring the light to the darkness? Would you carry my baton and my legacy to change this world and bring his kingdom come? 
And if that's you this morning, I'd like you to stand up. Just stand in your seat if that's you. Okay, I'm actually standing. If that's you, just stand. God sees, He knows. No pressure, okay, because it's got to be real to you. If you want to say a fresh yes to Jesus today and say, God, I'm available to carry your power, then you'd like to stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. opportunities we get to honour Him. It's only a few opportunities. And there's no greater privilege than to say, God, here am I. Would you use me? I want to carry that power. I want to see chains broken. I want to see those in tombs come out and come alive, don't you? That's you, stand. Okay, it's not a time to be afraid. It's time to be bold. Um, And I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. I want you to take a step forward. Take a step forward. Okay, you're coming out of that grave. You're coming out of that place that you've been, the old season that you've been in. The one where all you can remember is pain and discouragement, disappointment. That place where he's been depressing, where there's actually been a death season. He said, you're coming out of that place today. You're going to be walking into a new place, a new road, a place that's wide open, the chains, those things that have held your feet back, those things that you've tripped over, those things that have made it too difficult to walk forward. They're going to fall off because this morning the resurrection power of the name of Jesus is coming over your life. And those places that have been hard are now going to become easy because his power, his power, his power makes a way. And so, Jesus, I pray right now with every man, every woman that is standing, I ask for a fresh anointing over their lives. Father, the anointing oil would break every yoke in Jesus' name. It would break every yoke in Jesus' name. And these ones, Father, you see. Heaven sees today. He sees. Heaven sees. Father, I pray that you would open doors of opportunity for them to take the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ to this world. I speak favour. I speak blessing over every one of you. I speak fresh encounters with Jesus. I speak that there would be an amazing dunamis power all over your life. An explosive power would come forth and you will see the dead rise. You will see the deaf hear and the blind see. You will see chains broken and the demon eyes will be free. So Father, I pray right now, let your spirit fall upon them. Thank you, Lord. Fresh wind of your spirit right now, all over yours that say yes. What a powerful moment to say yes to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Release your power over these ones, Jesus. And may they know that they are different. And just as Lazarus came, and they took the grave clothes off him. I pray, Holy Spirit, by the power of your Spirit, you would take the grave clothes off these ones. I speak promotion over every single one of these ones that say yes today. I speak promotion in the heavenlies. Father, full authority over those places where they've come out of, that they will speak over those places live, Father. I pray that these ones would be known as Tomb Raiders. They'd be known, Father, they'd walk into a room and light would shine in their room. Father, every knee will bow because they carry the resurrection power, the Tomb Raider of Tomb Raiders, Jesus. So Father, anoint them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Church, it's good to say amen. Amen. Thank you, church.